0: Love Talks Radio.
1: Welcome to Evolving Leaders, the show that takes your dreams and passions from unmanageable to achievable. Every week, our panel of experts brings together visionary influencers from around the globe to help you become extraordinary in your business and personal life and expand global change. Put on your seatbelts and get ready to set the
2: world on fire. Welcome to Evolving Leaders. It is great to have you here. I'm Jill Fisher, your host for today's show on running a global business, a topic that I'm really excited about as I'm actually in the process of creating this with my hypnotherapy business. Now we have two experts in the house, Tina Dietz with Your Business Oasis and the Start Something Show, along with Laura Rubenstein with transformtoday.com. Thank you for joining us, Tina and Laura. Say hello. Hello. Good. Great. So now, before we get into this very hot topic, let me just take a moment to introduce myself. I'm Jill Fisher, one of your fabulous hosts for the Evolving Leaders Show, and your host for today's topic on running a global business. I'm an advanced hypnotherapist and international speaker and teacher on how to harness the power of your mind with powerfulhypnotherapy.com and today, talking about running a global business um, before we do that, I just want to start the show off with uh, a time where we talk about something topical, and it's, it's in a no-holds-bar, round-robin discussion. And the topic I chose for this, considering uh, about taking your business global, is a common concern that many companies and entrepreneurs have about what do we need to put into place to go global and um to protect ourselves so that we don't get scammed like how do we avoid fraud i pulled up an article um from a site called socialnomics and um uh just a few stats that they brought up where there was a study done by cso magazine the us secret service uh the software institute cert program of carnegie mellon University and the FBI. They conducted this survey with 100 U.S. executives, security experts, and others from the private and public sector, concluding that cybercrime is on the rise. I don't think we're surprised about that. 30% of respondents reported that cybercrime poses the highest risk for their company, second only to the uh, to asset misappropriation and social networking, which we'll touch on in this. Uh, in these interviews, social networking sites are often actually very helpful platforms for um for crooks for um you know for fraud for burglars sex offenders um, They actually said seventy eight percent of burglars admit that they use social media to seek out their victims and it goes on and on um and i i don't want to uh uh set off this show with such a heavy negative topic, um, but it's almost like if we start on the dark side and then we can move to the light on how to protect ourselves. What do we do? What are our responsibilities? What are we uh, susceptible for? And so um, looking at, you know, how do we interact globally with people that have different standards, ethics, beliefs than we do? So um, Tina, Uh, I'd like to to pose these questions to you of what are some things to look out for and on the flip side of that, how to protect ourselves from um, being taken advantage of in taking our business global?
1: Well, uh, I don't think there's – in terms of cybercrime and Internet uh, internet crime in particular – I don't think that there's any more risk in taking your business um, online and internationally really any more than there is um, keeping it domestically. So I don't, I don't know that at least I'm not familiar with really a difference in that, at least not for me. However, Mm -hmm. um, and and I have to admit, I do tend to be uh, fairly, Pollyanna-ish about the whole thing. (laughs) I'm always like everything's going to be fine. So you know, I have to admit, I'm not I'm not real deep into this area. However, I did you know, like when I created my website, I hired an expert to you know work security on my website because it's not my area of expertise. Um, Mm -hmm. When I travel abroad, I I use something called Legal Shield, and they have a um, uh, identity theft protection. Program And those are just some of the things that I just kind of like do so that I don't really have to think about it a whole lot because I've put some of those kind of fail-safes in place uh, to do that. In terms of day-to-day, it's really a matter of critical reading and critical thinking. So there's so many phishing scams out there where somebody will send you something that looks like it's coming from your bank or looks like it's coming from PayPal, and it's not. And you got to watch out for kind of the telltale signs of, of what those things are. Same with the phone. Now phones are being used the same way. Here, um, my in-laws just the other day here in Florida got a call that, you know, an automated call saying that it was the IRS and it was their final call and they needed to reach you. And that's, and that's a bunch of crap because the IRS hmm. is never going to call you and say there's a massive issue on an automated system without using your full name, first of all. And they're not going to use an automated system for seconds. So it's 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 that critical thinking and uh, critical reading and not jumping too fast to conclusions. There's no emergency. You can take a step back, look at things, you know, uh, give yourself a little distance, read it critically and take action accordingly. Yeah, that's beautiful. Even just having that time to step back.
2: And that we don't get into the reactionary of, um, I need to address this immediately, which often social media feels like we need to address it immediately.
1: So it has that context already. That's that's the only time I got taken in by a phishing scam was was the first time it ever happened. This is 2005, maybe, so 10 years ago. And I got an email and I didn't have a concept of how to kind of read for that kind of information. And I started... Mm -hmm. Giving my personal information. And then I, my spidey sense started to tingle, and I didn't submit mm-hmm. the information. I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to go back through the regular portal rather than through this link. And I, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately caught it, but it was extremely convincing. Now I know some of the signs to look for, and, you know, that's never happened again. Mm hmm. hmm.
2: What, what acts do you know what triggered your spidey senses there?
1: I'm not, what, entirely what would for- you, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I'm, really I'm looking for really something, something,
1: yeah. well, something tangible. tangible. I want to make sure that we give Laura some time to respond here, too, because she's much deeper into social media than I oh, am in terms of, of business. Thank you. Yeah, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Laura, please <laughs> you know, I
0: think you, you all are hitting it on the head. It's being smart and educated about what people are doing and not leaving yourself vulnerable. So, you know, if you see a link that, Somebody wants you to click on even if it looks like a PayPal or an IRS or this or that. Don't, please don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. don't click on random links. It's even especially if they're in emails from people. Um, in fact, even when my family sends me links, even if it says YouTube, I don't always do that. Especially if they haven't put in a really nice long email and it really sounds like them, and they have, may have gotten it from somebody else as well. I don't necessarily click on links that people send me, you know. So that's one way. And also keeping your information, your private information, offline. Don't put it on. Mm -hmm. In fact, like, you know, don't um, don't tell people you're on vacation. I'm sorry. Post your vacation pictures after you get back not while you're online cuz you said you just said it you know burglars are using the internet to find out when you're away from your home so and just because you think it's private it's not
2: social media is not private. right right yeah um Tina was mentioning legal shield for identity theft when tra- when pra- uh traveling um what about also turning off you know the uh I don't know what it's called but um off your smartphone where it tracks where you are. The location services? Yeah. But, I mean, if you're posting about your vacation, you're announcing it out there to all of whoever you're connecting with on social media that you're in another place. Correct. I would yeah. definitely
0: turn it off for social media. Absolutely. I, I I think it's really cute and cool and fun for social, but it's not good for security.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um inside of business like can you address something tangible that people could vet or or look for um you know when looking at hiring a virtual assistant or working with international companies
1: Oh well I I tend to work more through agencies or platforms that have rather than hiring people independently that's my mm. that's my comfort level. So I usually hire people through a portal like Fiverr or, um, well, it used to be Elance, and uh, now is I think Odesk or I don't even know if they've changed Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, for uh, right now, I'm working with a company called EasyVA.com. I just started working with. So that's if I'm going to work overseas uh, with overseas folks, um, I usually will. We'll do that. Uh, Domestically, I always make sure my payments are going through a portal or a system that I can, that has fraud protection, like my credit card or even PayPal to a certain extent, as long as I keep track of the time, uh, because there's time limits on those that you can file a fraud claim. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Laura, do you have anything tangible you can give to our listeners about what you do to protect or vet the people that you work with?
0: Well, it's always a good idea to do background check checks if you can. I mean, international people, not you, don't always have that option. But um, referrals for people who've had existing relationships with people for more than a year and they've been helpful, and mm-hmm. they've had referrals no issues. And... Yeah, um, just getting. I even hesitate about Fiverr. I'm sure there's some stories of people having some uh, issues there. But um, you know, be very careful who you give information to. Even if you do hire somebody, then you know, I wouldn't give them your passwords if you if you you don't know them well enough, but if they can work with you and then do the work without having to have a password to something, that would be much better. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Or give them Good. like on on some shopping cart type software if you want them to do email respond auto responders, get them their own access and with limited, or to your WordPress, with whatever capabilities only that they can use. Uh, a good practice is, you know, always have passwords that are unique to each site and change them
2: periodically.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, which we all are inundated with so many passwords to keep track of and... Uh, uh where to keep track of them and if we're changing them constantly and mixing them up it's a whole nother um do you have a system that uh you could share about even tracking passwords mm-hmm. and um you know Tina mentioned to always keep this information offline.
0: Well I actually use Roboform. It's a there are different software systems. Uh hopefully they're as, as secure as they purport themselves to be, but it really helps with keeping track of uh, passwords so you can have multiples and another thing about passwords and hiring people the minute you um, stop working with somebody change the password to whatever they were um, accessing right so you're no longer going right. to uh, gonna hire them or you had some sort of a disagreement absolutely change passwords
2: right yeah that's a good standard no matter whether it's online or um, staff that you have you know face to face Mhm. yeah Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this came up actually. uh, It was a conversation of um, talking with someone that uh, she was getting a lot of Facebook friend uh, requests, and a lot of them were fraudulent. And Mm -hmm. her way of screening them is um, if she did actually end up talking with them over the private messaging, is she would ask them for uh, a selfie, like instantly right there. And if they delayed, she would just delete them or block them, and mm-hmm. and that was her one way of gauging, you know, whether this was a real person or
1: if they were trying to front as a different person. Right. Yeah. I, I actually was, just uh, reported someone uh, a false profile on LinkedIn recently that um, uh, someone who was promoting themselves as a coach created this other person's profile so that they could actually give him a testimonial and like start a group. And he was basically created a whole person um, really to promote his business. Um, And she had a lot of followers. She had a, a lot of people in her network, this pretend person. And, um, um, I don't I don't think it's been taken down yet, but uh, LinkedIn came back to me and said, well, what made you think this? And I kind of laid out a bunch of things like, well, clearly it's a digital photo. It's been Photoshopped. And if you Google her name, this is the only photo that comes up. It, she shows up nowhere else on social media. Her website does not work. And she's claiming to be a very successful person. So, yeah, no. And. Eh not 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 a mm-hmm. real person. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of that going on. Um yeah, I know f- mm-hmm.
2: Facebook even if you go in and you see their timeline and if there's only a few posts just within the last year, uh that's suspect as well. Or if you look at how many friends they have or who they are. Um you could even send uh, you know, a private message to one of the friends and see you know, if this person's legit. But, yeah, doing your own due diligence and scrutiny is uh, is vital. And so thank you uh, for that discussion. And I'm just going to move us forward into a break, and then we'll be right back interviewing Tina Dietz, who was a, or is a host on the Evolving Leaders Show and has switched hats and is a, a guest here today. So first of all, I just wanted to move into a contribution from another host, Tamara Green. Are you lonely? Are you still waiting for your soulmate to come into your life? Well, in order to have wonderful love, you must be wonderfully in love with yourself. In other words, you set the bar on love. My friend, love expert Tamara Green, created a powerful program that will rewire your brain to authentic self-love It's called 21 Days to Self-Love Meditation Experience, which will completely set you up for the loving relationship of your dreams. You deserve that. So go to tamaragreen.me and visit her shop page today. And now, a bit from Tina before we interview her, are you a solo business owner out there making it on your own? Come and join the Superstarter Tribe over at the Start Something Show where they're on a mission to ignite 10,000 thriving businesses. Catch the fun and informative Start Something Show. Get tools and resources to help you grow your better business faster. You don't need a cape, just you. Start something now and go to www.usw.com the StartSomethingShow.com and become a member for free, which is a perfect lead-in for our
1: guest, Tina Dietz. <laughs> Say more nice
2: things about me.
1: Say more nice things about me.
2: Okay, here's more about <laughs> Tina. Tina is the founder of Start Something Movement, which is out to fulfill the mission of igniting 10,000 thriving businesses. She has been featured on ABC in national magazines and around the radio dial including on her very own Start Something show. And she's best known for her work helping people create their business oasis and her website is www.thestartsomethingshow.com. Tina,
1: welcome. Hey, Jala. It's really nice it's being great. on this side of the uh the fence as it were in terms of uh, hosting and <laughs> being a guest always get a nice being again it's just like ah oh, you just relax and talk about me yay
2: <laughs> this is fun i like it and you've interviewed me before but i've never interviewed yeah. you so this is this is a, a great side of the fence to be on it, awesome. it reminds me of tool time um and uh the who was the guy on the other side of the fence you remember oh, that geez, show you never saw his face, yeah, exactly, I know, yeah. I know, but I've seen your face, and it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, back at you babe. so that that actually um is a perfect lead in for my first question for you of like seeing your face and living an international life, you know, and running a business, being mobile, being like this digital nomad, so what prompted you what prompted you to take your business mobile like this?
1: Well, ultimately, it was a revelation that I had many years ago that I'd always rather have services and time than stuff. Mm. Um, There are people in this world who are stuff people, and then there are people who are, you know, would rather have uh, time. That's usually how I'm able to tell if somebody's a really good fit to work with me, because they would. Their one of their main values is going to be freedom, especially time freedom, um, as well as mm-hmm. money freedom. But usually, you know, what's uh, kind of the motivating part is not necessarily uh, gobs and gobs of cash, but the freedom that comes when you can work from call your own hours, call your, do what you want to do, shape your own destiny, travel where you want to travel, and then and have the income to do that is kind of. You know how that plays out, but um let's see it was uh I would say almost five years ago now uh I had created uh with my husband a five year strategic vision plan, which is something I do with my clients uh you know walk the talk right, and mm-hmm. we had wanted to uh had this vision that at the five year mark, which just would have been now that we would have um be living a mobile lifestyle, and Costa Rica was what we picked as our jumping off point because I had a familiarity with the country um, from many years running retreats down there in conjunction with the family business. Um, Nice. And even though I had never been down there, but I knew the reputation, I had contacts down there, I felt comfortable with it, and um, we thought, wow, this is a great opportunity for the kids to travel, to be able to see new things, meet new people, learn a new language. It'd be great for us to not have to deal with taking care of stuff or sick of a house. Well, three years into the five-year plan, uh, we were selling our home for much the same reason, but we were planning on staying fairly local because my husband, even though he was working from home with his corporate position, um, was still had uh, this policy of he had to be within a two-hour drive of corporate center. And we so we were planning on moving locally. We were selling our home. And then we got a call that they changed the policy because hmm. they were closing all the corporate centers. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, with that being said, we took one look at each other and said, do you want to just do Costa Rica instead? And wow. one phone call to a friend of mine down there. And 45 minutes later, I was looking at condos, uh, emailing the schools and it was actually easier to get stuff set up in Costa Rica than it was to finish up our stuff in western new york we actually closed on the sale of our house from costa rica um because we we hadn't even closed on it yet even though we had we had sold it so it was it was quite an adventure to do that initial push Um, It sounds like one of
2: those moments in life where it's just so obvious that you've chosen like an opening in your life and the universe has met you there at the door going, Oh, here you are. Come on over.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And that's not to say it wasn't a frenzy and it wasn't, you know, it didn't have its like, Holy, this is a crap storm, you know, kind of moments. Um, We had stuff come up with the house where we ended up having to spend more money than we thought, but it didn't matter to us at the time. We were just doing it. We were just, Mm -hmm. we were just, going for it. And that was really fun. And even our our marriage and our partnership, it was fun to have that energy and the kids caught on to that energy. So it didn't really matter that I was up all night the night before with nowhere to sit because we had no furniture trying to pack stuff at the last minute. (laughs) And it didn't matter that, you know, okay, it was another thousand dollars we had to come up with to to get out of Dodge. Um, It was all worth it when we, you know, walked into our condo and. In Costa Rica, and we have this in-ground pool outside of our door. The ocean is across the street. Um, wow. Everything's in walking distance, and it was and it was just glorious. And the best part of it all is that, you know, we didn't have to be millionaires to do that. You know, you don't even have mm. to have a six-figure business to do that. That's the glorious part about it all. Yeah,
2: I think that's the perception that most
1: people have is that
2: one day when I, you know, make X amount of dollars, I can live the life. And you're creating it right now in life as it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can you share with us about uh, about your business, Oasis? I know that you're best known for helping people create like what you just explained, you know, seeing the—I pictured right outside your door, you know, seeing the ocean view, just past your pool in <laughs> <and> the sunshine <laughs> and the luxurious. Yeah, it sounds gorgeous. It sounds like a total business oasis. So, just share yeah. with us what what is that? Create
1: your your business oasis. Well, a business oasis, it, and it this isn't necessarily even. You know, just for folks who want to live this kind of digital nomad lifestyle, what a business oasis is, um, in a nutshell, it's a business that nurtures and and refreshes not just the people who come to you as your clients and customers, but also nourishes and refreshes you as the owner. And Mm -hmm. this is a super important distinction because so many folks go into business for yourself wanting freedom, wanting to call your own shots, and then you get buried and you end up in this on this hamster wheel of working insane hours and getting burnt out and not making the money that you want to make. Um because there's usually a gap in the design of your business. There's usually a gap in the orientation of your business and in the strategy. And it's not insurmountable by any any means. I mean, it's just what I do all the time, every day. Um, it's actually a relatively um, not easy, but simple. <laughs> There's a big distinction there. Simple mm-hmm. to reorient a business to put it on a path to for uh, the owner and the people involved with the business to have more freedom and increase their their income and their um, their profits. Actually, not just their income, but their profits. Uh, at the same time, and besides the money side of things, you know your business is your business has to stir, serve your lifestyle, not the other way around. You know right. it, it needs to give you the freedom that you created it for. If you want to have a family, your business can't take that um, time and, and energy away from that family that you're trying to serve that you want to be with. So those are the kinds of things that go into creating a business oasis. And many times having mobility is a key factor, but there's just as many people who come to me who are chiropractors or massage therapists or real estate agents or financial advisors who are very grounded in a single place, who then are experiencing the sense of nourishment and refreshment and excitement and vitality um, infusing their business. And let me tell you, when you have that, how many more people do you think want to work with you as well? Oh, for sure. You would yeah. just attract like a magnet. People would
2: love to be around that energy. You'd be like a, a walking holiday.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's why, you know, you need to be the vision board. <laughs> Rather yeah. than, you know, working on your vision board and, and all of that. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a good tool. But you need to be the vision board. And uh, once, once you start working inside of that context, man, then, then stuff really starts to pop. Be the vision board. I have visions of like wearing
2: a sandwich board. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around going, okay, this is what I want. Okay, here it is, universe. Here it is, people. <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant. <laughs> no, but it's a great image. I love it. It be a great little illustration for your book. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> so share with us, you have an upcoming launch on Create
1: Your Business Oasis. I do. Yeah, I have um, taken all uh, all the fundamentals, all the main steps that I use with my private clients and turned it into um, a course, a 12-session course. And honestly, it will probably grow beyond those 12 sessions because uh, I'm kind of like an Italian grandmother business coach. I like to just keep feeding people. Uh, and I don't like to hold back. So when I create materials and I create courses, you're mine for life, I always tell people. You're, mine, you're now part Aww. of my business family. So once Aww. you have access to materials, I have a tendency to add on to them and go, just take it, just eat it, it's good, it's, it's, enjoy it. Um, so, <laughs> but the course itself, Create Your Business Oasis, is um, 12 modules of uh, really, really juicy, right-to-the-point very right to the point. I don't try to fluff things up. Um, exercises, tools, um, it's walking you through the steps to building this business oasis, including your five-year strategic vision plan that is actionable. It's not an academic exercise, including the deep habits you need to build, including a lot of marketing pieces to simplify what you need to be doing. And, uh, and we are so. I'm having a webinar that's going to lay out uh, all the keys to these these fundamental pillars of creating your business oasis, and uh, we'll be talking of, about the course, uh, of course, on that. The course, of course. Uh, as so well the webinar. As,
2: how do they? How do they find your webinar? Oh, or easy. your find your webinar? To,
1: yeah, createyourbusinessoasis.com. Or, oh, or excuse perfect. me, just createyourbusinessoasis.com. Is it just I'm too, or just I'm, I'm overly I'm overly excited so that's what I I get all kinds of happy <laughs> So let me So you go to create, create create so it would be www.createyourbusinessoasis.com.
2: dot com. Is that correct?
1: Yeah no. Uh it <laughs> take off the create. The course is called Create Your Business Oasis. The website so just erase all of that from your yes. memory. I'm erasing it from your memory. The <laughs> website is simply www.yourbusinessoasis.com. Perfect. Thank you, Tina.
2: And (laughs) I, I will be going there. And I love. We've done some work together, and I've gotten so much benefit out of, out of just the short times that we've had together already. So I highly recommend that you go to. Uh, YourBusinessOasis.com for this webinar and uh, to sign up for these 12 sessions. I'm sure it would take your business from where you have it now right into the global market and uh, and actually have that that being your vision board and uh, being the oasis of your life. So we'll be right back uh, with Laura Rubenstein after uh, just a brilliant. Uh, little, I want to big up our music maestro of the show. Now, did you like the theme music for our show that was played at the beginning? It was created by David Dashinger of ddmusic.com. David is a Grammy-nominated composer whose music has been heard by over a billion viewers on TV shows like the Super Bowl, the Masters, NCAA March Madness, CBS News, and the NFL. If you like to use audios and videos to get your message out to your target audience, you want to stop and listen to what I'm about to say. Ready? (laughs) Now, studies show that you only have seven seconds to grab someone's attention. So you have seven seconds to grab someone's attention, and that messages with music will inspire and motivate people to listen to the very end. So to elevate your media to the next level, to supercharge the quality of your videos and audios, and to upgrade your branding, you'll want original music that's aligned to your message. Contact David Dashinger at ddmusic.com. He creates music that reaches people's soul. Now, Laura... I have the pleasure of introducing Laura Rubenstein, an award-winning social media marketing strategist and best-selling author of Social Media Myths Busted, The Small Business Guide to Online Revenue. Laura has helped over 1,000 businesses, professionals, and leaders boost their bottom line using her profit-generating strategies and resources that are available at transformtoday.com. Welcome Laura. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Very good. So we um we've we're both hypnotherapists. I uh I was reading your bio and um see yeah, you're a certified hypnotherapist. That's great. Mhm. Yes, we have a a pinky promise link of we shall do no harm. We will bring light to the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Always. Always. So now what brought you into, so you were a hypnotherapist, you have a thriving marketing business, and what what actually had you go into social media?
0: It's, it's a, a curious story. I have always had a passion for small business service professionals. I've been serving them for over mm, 22 years and as a marketing consultant and as a business transformation strategist. So I've been doing hypnosis since 1998, and that comes into play um, when it helps me understand underlying motivations and Mm -hmm. where people are coming from. We know that. And that's Mm -hmm. foundational, uh, foundational, foundational to basically all the work I do in what I call attraction marketing. So all the Mm -hmm. strategies I teach involve relationship building. Mm -hmm. And when uh, social media hit critical mass in 2007, 2008, I saw it all come together before my eyes. I saw the playing field was leveled for small businesses, Mm
1: -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
0: now that opened up an unprecedented opportunity to access millions and now billions without having to pay millions. Right. it really became apparent, yeah, that social media and the success- having success for business was about making those meaningful connections with people you know and even meeting new people and now you had a whole new resource for that, so I got really excited, I um made all the mistakes you could possibly make right up front. <laughs> And and yet I started to apply my marketing philosophy of relationship building, and then things really started blossoming. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to bring this to all my clients, and
2: we have been having fun ever since. So you really saw, you harnessed the power yourself, and then it was just natural to give it to your clients. Yeah,
0: it was kind of concurrent because I couldn't keep it just to myself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's part of your oath. <laughs> yeah, it, you
0: know, it, it really everything kind of came together. It was like Nirvana because everything I preached to my my marketing clients was got to build relationships. You got to be, and so they would mm-hmm. go out and do referral <laughs> marketing and they do speaking, and they and still those things are very valid. But now you have a way to follow up with people in a very social kind of way. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's amplifying the results.
2: Yeah. Well, do you also find, though, that some people, uh, some of your clients maybe that you've worked with have a huge resistance to using social media? I do. I think
0: too many people buy into some myths that have been perpetuated out there and it keeps them from getting involved or doing the right thing once they are involved. And I think you may have, you even hit on it when we spoke about earlier, a lot of people are freaked out about privacy. Um, Mm -hmm. That's... You know, and a bunch of things. It's going to take too much time, and it's going to be. I know we can do a whole show
2: or a whole. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I wrote a whole book
0: called "Social Media Myths Busted," right? And Mm -hmm. because even seven years after the social media exploding, an explosion, I am still hearing these myths perpetuated, and it was time to bust these myths once and for all. And really get people on the same page and say, yeah, there are things that happen out there, but if you do the right thing and you're on social media for business, fine. Not only that, you're yeah. going to thrive. Not only that, if you don't get there, you'll be left
2: behind. Right. Right. There's no denying that it's here and it's an incredibly powerful tool. Um, and it's up to us to be savvy with that tool and Absolutely. and do our due diligence and um, and create it as a a force, you know, to expand our message, mm-hmm. um, and, and inside of that, when you look at social media in in creating yourself as a, a leader in the world, um, even a leader in, you know, bring tra- bringing transformation to the world. Um, why is this such a useful tool for leaders?
0: I love that it is, and let me just break down the term social media. The point to that, is mm-hmm. social has to do with building relationships, right? That's what we do. Sure. We are social. Media means public publishing platform. So let's put the two of those together. You get, you have a public publishing platform for building relationships. And that means the visibility that you can get is potentially millions. And the access you get is to new prospects you otherwise couldn't get in front of. And also, the publishing aspect allows you to showcase your best content, your best wisdom, to share your passion and build a tribe of people who follow leaders, who speak your language, um, and have something they want. You now have an outlet for that and a way to connect with people who have similar passions or drives to have that in their lives. So it is a perfect place to establish that thought leadership that is so invaluable and that opens up opportunities whether it's access to other industry leaders speaking engagements and getting on stages that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten on new clients also say you're not ready for those it's important to be there to discover what are the industry trends and do your research what is working online and what are people in your market talking about, doing your marketing research? Another opportunity, and I'll end with this one, is you know, getting in touch and in front of the media because they're all there. You see it every day on the news. What do they do? They're talking about
2: what's on Twitter or Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, they are. So they're yeah. there and they're interacting as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is an incredible another level of it's more traditional media, um, but it's another level of expanding your message at velocity.
1: Mhm.
2: Yeah, so can you also see um share the flip side of what are the blunders out there? What are the what are some of the mistakes that people use when using social media for their business and marketing?
0: So, I see a few. 1st I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see them all day long. Probably more it's, than we
1: see. <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, the first one is really cr- foundational. A lot of people, especially rising entrepreneurs, will get online, they'll put up a Facebook page, they'll be starting to post, and they're like, but it's not working. Do they even know what working means? <laughs> so the, Probably not. The bottom yeah. line is, yeah, they haven't created a strategy you know uh you know talk about their results who are they targeting what are the uh what's their brand identity what's their message or main core theme do they have a purpose that others can align with have they set goals and chosen the right networks are they even on the right networks right uh, mm-hmm. getting getting set up right do they look professional is their brand matching their message then optimizing their networks, are they actually using them in the optimal way? Have they developed strategies for tribe building, for content marketing, and for engaging? If they haven't, they're at a loss. That's why I actually created a blueprint. I call it my savvy online, um, savvy social media marketing blueprint. And mm-hmm. I have it, I give it away for free, actually. It's a good outline oh. of every all the elements. So can mm-hmm. I give that URL to people? Please. Yes. It's Sav- yeah. SavvyOnlineSuccess dot com. We'll take mm-hmm. them to a page where they can uh, put their name and email in and get that free document.
2: Again, it's SavvyOnlineSuccess dot com. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And talking about savvy social media success, you have a um, an offer that I would like um, just to give you a few moments to share with all of our listeners. Sure. I created
0: a program, a course, and it's, it's 24-7 access to me and as well as Jana Beeman. We have put together kind of the on-ramp into social media marketing on steroids, everything you need to know to get started right. And we start putting the pieces of this uh, blueprint together for you. We tell you how to do it because the, the, the download is the outline. The doing of it is the next step. So the SavvySocialMediaSuccess.com course, again, that's SavvySocialMediaSuccess.com, the course is um, available to people right now. And through December 1st, you can get a $100 discount on it, which makes it super reasonable. It's five modules. It'll walk you step by step through those things, like how do you optimize a network? How do you choose the right network? How do you... Plan your action items that are going to result in the biggest, you know, benefit to you or return on your investment of time. There, so we we take you uh, step by step through that. And if you go to savvysocialmediasuccess.com and you want this hundred dollar discount, you just simply use the coupon code SUCCESSYES100. Success Yes One Hundred Success. Yes, 100. Will that be in the show notes or anything, or do they have to listen? To
2: yeah, we'll put it in the show notes on uh, on our website. Mm-hmm. At, um, I'll speak to that at the end of the show as well. So all of the links um, will be there in mm-hmm. case people are, they might be driving or um, not having pen and paper with them right now. So it, uh, everyone can always go to our website um, and be able to awesome. uh, find all the URLs and all the links there so no worries on that thank you Laura and that's very yeah. generous of um, having that discount for $100 off to make it easy for everyone to access because social media is not going anywhere yeah. and it is an incredible powerful tool and um, and we want to we want to be able to harness that properly and expand our message so thank you for sharing that with us Laura you're welcome I actually have a couple more mistakes I
0: can go through if you'd like that people make um, we okay. have about 30 seconds do you want to oh. give us one in 30 seconds Yes, thinking just because you post something, everyone sees it. That is a mistake. Mm. So it is now a pay-to-play platform, and it's a pay-to-be-visible platform like Facebook. And Twitter is very noisy, so if you're not using hashtags or doing the right things, your visibility is going to be declined. But we will help you with that through the SavvySocialMediaSuccess.com, overcome that, and become highly visible.
2: Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's like websites out there of you know what are the strategies to stand out, and mm-hmm. with social media, with so many millions of people on there, how do we stand out is, is critical, or we're just lost in the in all of the clutter.
1: Mhm.
0: Exactly. And Great. my passion is helping fuel other pe- people's passions and getting them out there. So I'm happy to do that and love to be a resource to the community
2: here. Perfect. Well, thank you, Laura. And we're just going to move into a break for a moment. And I want to bring your attention to an amazing meditation practice Mm -hmm. to make it easy for yourself to join the Miracle Mondays meditation community where all members receive complimentary weekly guided meditation audios right to your email. These meditations are perfect for the beginner and powerfully transformative for the intermediate and advanced. So come on and make it easy and just start your meditation practice. It's free, so no more excuses. Join now at tamaragreen.me. And another important message, if you have something that you want to reach a broad audience, The fastest way, we're just talking about this with building relationships, is connecting with people who can really get your message out there. Ignite your business with Wildfire Academy. There's free training of, it's called Flame to Fame in four weeks. It takes you step-by-step through a proven strategy in how to get connections and endorsements from highly influential people in your field. Moving from local word of mouth to wildfire epidemics. Sign up now at www.wildfireacademy.com. And now our next session section is—it's really fun. We call it the leadership couch. It's a time where we pull up our virtual comfy couches and we sip on our lattes together, if you can imagine. Maybe we're out in Costa Rica by the pool and the ocean at Tina's place. (laughs) And And we're chatting. (laughs) We're chatting and brainstorming and, you know, discovering the meaning of life. So today's couch topic, with all the fluff, and feel-good interactions with social media and how this can distract us out of actually being with people, like in real life, real time, face-to-face. I'd like us to to talk in a, a round-robin um, uh, process again about what have you seen on social media or you've posted yourself that's been really touching and made a real difference globally, or you've seen a real-life impact. And uh, Laura, let's start with you on that, of where you've seen that that social media has come off the virtual platform into real life and made a difference in some area. I think social media
0: is now weaved into every aspect of life. Um, it's a place where we can get resources for whether we're looking for personal resources or business resources. And the best thing a business entrepreneur, business owner uh, can do is provide those resources. Uh, I highly recommend using a blog and then sharing about it online so that uh, on their social network so that whether someone Googles that or is asking them about that when they're out at a networking meeting, they can say, oh, just go to my blog and I've got a great article. I've got a list of ten resources exactly for you. It's It just makes giving very easy. And why that's important is because giving is, in my opinion, the very first rule of networking. So whether you're sitting on someone's couch, you know, talking to friends, you never know if that's going to ever even lead to be, business. So it just, it just you know, having this really nice presence online that's robust with value mm-hmm. is in, insanely Helpful for your um, just relaxing into networking and relaxing into you know connecting with people and being of uh, being useful.
2: Yeah, yeah. The depth of what you can contribute is mm-hmm. you know kind of in your on your business card at the, the URL for your blog or um, you know the welcome sure. basket that we we used to go door to door for you know new people. Um, new business, maybe the the <laughs> version of a welcome basket now is, you know, these online contributions that we can make. It's a virtual welcome basket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Tina, where have you seen that social media has really
1: made a difference in real life? Um, I find that it, it's just the capacity for connection on social media is pretty astounding. Um, uh, when I first joined social media, um, I reached out, you know, like we kind of do. And this is years ago. Um, you know, the people in high school and college and, and all that good stuff. Even the people that I didn't really know that well. Uh, I've been, mm-hmm. you know, many years since high school. And um, someone who was married to an kind of like an ex uh, friend slash boyfriend of mine sent me a long message after I had sent her a friend request uh, a couple of weeks afterwards. And apparently um, she had been blaming me for many years um, that, and it had caused a whole bunch of insecurity in her marriage um, there- that her, her boyfriend, her husband, who they had children with, they'd been married 15 years um they had broken up in high school and he and I had had gotten back together for like two weeks. It was a very short period Mm -hmm. of time. And Mm -hmm. uh, again, high school. And he's like, no, no, no. She's my true love, blah, blah, blah. They'd been dating since high school. They got married out of college. And it was this long email where it was like this whole forgiveness process for her that she had been carrying this around. Now, I don't know what the hell that dude told her. (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. I'm like, what the heck did he tell her to salve his conscience here? Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't bring that up. But I mean, it was this whole forgiveness letter about how she forgave me. And I had to kind of sit with it. And um, but this was really important for her. And mm-hmm. I sent this message back to her saying, wow, I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I don't know what he told you. I, I kind of like, I I don't even remember that time I was you know sixteen, yeah. <laughs> but I'm really glad that this got complete for you, and it made a huge difference. I understand in her marriage, just getting that complete from her past, and that was from a friend request. So wow. and, and I've, it, so you never know what some of these moments um, can result in, and that you know, and I'm not even talking about you know what the breakthroughs that happen in Facebook groups and the discussion groups and. Um, you know, the support that people are able to get, the networking that goes on, the sharing of resources, people not feeling alone, you know, especially Mm -hmm. with all the folks that, you know, all three of us end up, we work with, you know, the solopreneur where, you know, we're not in front of in cubicles, but, you know, sometimes we are very solitary and, uh, you know, giving us a tribe that we can reach out to at a moment's notice, um, may not be a total replacement for actual face to face human contact, but man, it makes a big, big difference. And you know, I never would have even been able to move to Costa Rica if it wasn't for social media and technology. Yeah. The way it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. I wouldn't yeah. be able to run my business. Oh, absolutely. Without technology, um yeah. the the whole world is like now our literally our oyster we can with the the tools that technology has given us um, yeah, the real-life impact is that you can run a business from anywhere you want. You can, you know, get on a, a sailboat if you want and have a hub for your Internet connection, and off you go. I there know
1: people, people who've done, well done that. that.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would I like to be introduced right to now. those people. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I have a client right now who is in Bali. She left her a position in higher education Now she's in Bali and she's going to Indonesia, Miramar, then she's on to Costa Rica and Central America, and then she'll probably end up in Europe. I mean, she's living her dream, but she's making a massive impact on other people because not only is she a single woman traveling alone to all these foreign countries and making a living at the same time, but she also has a chronic medical condition that, you know, she was able to figure out with some help. And I was privileged to coach her, um, you know, to travel all over the world and do this. And that's her business oasis.
2: That's right. Is everywhere. Is wherever she she chooses to go. Wow, that's, that's brilliant. What she wants to do. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's her version of freedom. That's yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So I'd like to pose another question. We just have a, a few minutes left to talk about um, what you might speculate is um, the condition that's happening socially. Um, as our children are being raised with technology and how much time is spent on social media and uh, the devices and Facebook and YouTube. And, um, you know, it's that conversation of um, are they becoming more connected or less connected? And what's happening? What's the impact on their social skills in uh, dealing with people and being... Um, you know it's a whole different world now with technology for our children and uh, if you were to look uh ten years in the future to see this generation that's growing up, um, Laura, would you jump in and speculate um, yeah, where it's taking our world uh in our communication styles and our skill set?
0: Well, I think we're in a world that um is very diverse. I think there are going mm-hmm. to be there's a, there's a lot of challenges right now with younger people getting on social media and not being social anywhere else. And right. it's and in fact, I was talking to a client yesterday who has uh, a son who is very who who sees her using social media for good and business and sees his brother obsessed with uh the you know, Instagram or Snapchat, and it's really a time waster because he's. it's un, almost like a distraction from being a part of real life. And yeah. so there is a, a gap. There's a gap, and it's kind of like the Wild West now where, you know, there's this free-for-all. Some people are using it really well, and some people are using it as a, another addiction tool, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I think, over the next 10 years... We'll see more research coming out. We'll see more uh, people taking action, parents taking action, to help healthy communications on social media. Uh, It's going to take a while to figure it out, though, because uh, most parents are not of the social media generation, you know, Uh, at least parents of teenagers right now. That will change very quickly as we get new younger parents on board. And then... You know, it's it's a roll of the dice. It depends. I think a lot of people are beginning to step up and say, hey, wait a minute, we need need a culture shift here.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, Tina, Tina, what do you have to say about this? About uh, what's going to happen with uh, kids as they grow up inside of a social media culture? Yeah, I mean, you've got two little ones. Yeah, yeah, my kids are 9 and 11, and they consume – Uh, The vast majority, instead of watching television, they watch YouTube. And this is pretty endemic across their entire generation. So their preferences, what they find entertaining is very different um, than what I would find entertaining. I mean, they're um, a lot of what they consume is more uh, what, you know, everyday people talking about stuff. Um, So. Uh, other kids or other people watching video games and talking over it, explaining it and laughing, just like I would do in real life. But now they're kind of doing it, you know, watching other people in a virtual sense. Or uh, my daughter loves to watch these um, toy reviews. Uh, they unwrap mm-hmm. toys and, and they talk about the features of the toys. Um, yeah, so it's kind I'm, of interesting. I'm just going to –
2: I'm going to interrupt you. I can totally relate. My daughter's the same with the littlest pet shop and and looking for reviews. And I want to thank you, Tina and Laura. And I don't know that we know what the future holds for us in social media. Um, But we're here for the ride and so are all our listeners and uh, we're up for bringing brilliance and advancements into our evolving world of social media. So thank you all the listeners out there. We've captured everything on our website, theevolvingleadersshow.com. That's where you can get all the show notes and all the URLs, the links for you to retrieve all the information we've gone through today. So head on over there, theevolvingleadersshow.com. Check it out, and we'll see you next week. And see you would be, we'll speak with you and listen for you and be in the space of connecting with you.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Evolving Leaders from EBC Radio. And remember, the adventure has just begun. Get all the resources from today's show at theevolvingleadershow.com. And join us again next week where leaders of vision inspired you to transform your ideas into reality. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire! Huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.